0: Hi there, Andrew here. We're putting feelers out for the idea of sponsors for the show. We have grown to a sizable audience of legal professionals, and we'd love to find a way to get the resources to continue to grow the show and spend more time on it. This might take the form of more longer form, maximum minimum competence episodes, or longer daily episodes, or maybe short interviews. We've had a couple of inquiries regarding sponsorship, but want to get feedback from all of you, the listeners. If you have thoughts or have a sponsor in mind that you think would be a good fit, shoot me an email at leahy.org. We're still very much in the brainstorming stage, so all ideas are good ideas. So ends the housekeeping segment. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have a North Carolina redistricting brouhaha, Michael Cohen somehow back testifying about something or other again, drilling for oil in the Alaskan tundra, and fraud lawsuits for SVB and its CEO and CFO. Let's get a boatload of cash that definitely isn't a bailout and take a gander at today's legal news. North Carolina's Supreme Court, now with a conservative majority, will hear a case on Tuesday that could overturn the court's decision last year outlawing partisan redistricting. The court's then-Democratic majority had thrown out a Republican-drawn congressional map last year ruling that the state constitution does not permit lawmakers to manipulate district lines for partisan advantage, a process known as gerrymandering. The potential reversal of the decision could boost Republicans ahead of the 2024 congressional elections, but it could also be a mixed bag for the party. A Republican-drawn congressional map would likely give the party three or four additional seats, but the U.S. Supreme Court signaled it may sidestep a ruling in a related case in which Republicans have asked the justices to grant state legislatures sweeping new powers over federal elections. If the North Carolina Supreme Court reverses its prior rulings, it would likely help bolster a razor-thin majority in the U.S. House of Representatives next year. Michael Cohen, former fixer and personal lawyer of ex-president Donald Trump, testified before a grand jury yesterday, Tuesday, the 13th of March, 2023. The grand jury is part of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Trump related to the payments of hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels shortly before the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Cohen was reportedly set to continue his testimony on Wednesday. He was one of at least seven people to testify before the grand jury this year, and the final witness, suggesting an indictment of Trump, could be imminent. Cohen pled guilty in 2018 to federal charges relating to the payment, which he made to Daniels, and the case is expected to center on how Trump and his family business, the Trump Organization, handled reimbursement payments to Cohen. The Trump Organization is alleged to have falsely recorded the payments as legal expenses in internal records. The indictment could be based on falsifying business records, although prosecutors would have to show an intent to commit or conceal another crime for this to be a felony. There is speculation that this crime could be a violation of state election law. The U.S. government's approval of ConocoPhillips' Willow oil drilling project in Alaska's Arctic has been welcomed by the oil industry, but it may face legal challenges from environmental groups. The $7 billion project, which has been scaled down, is on federal lands in a pristine area on Alaska's north coast. U.S. President Joe Biden's administration approved the project after former President Donald Trump's administration did so in 2020. However, Alaska District Court Judge Sharon Gleason blocked it a year later, arguing its environmental impact analysis was flawed. Environmental groups are combing through the latest approval for flaws that could provide them with grounds for new lawsuits. Judge Gleason had ruled that Trump's Interior Department failed to include projections for greenhouse gas emissions from foreign consumption of Willow's oil and also failed to analyze alternatives to the project. ConocoPhillips has held the leases in the National Petroleum Reserve, Alaska, since 1999. Briefly, the environmentalist's argument. The Willow Oil Project in Alaska is set to extract oil from federal land for 30 years. The project will damage the tundra ecosystem and produce greenhouse gases equivalent to half a million homes annually. The project has been labeled a carbon bomb by Earth Justice and has sparked a campaign on TikTok indicating there is not widespread public support for the project. The project will not be completed until 2029 and... While the world may not have enough renewable energy to power everything by then, we'll have more than enough to keep things running without additional drilling. The decision to proceed with Willow is a purely economic one. If it were about the renewables transition, drilling in the Arctic would not happen. And then the argument for drilling. The project is set to generate $8 billion to $17 billion in government revenue and will produce 2,500 construction jobs and 300 permanent jobs. Just briefly, to give you a number to put these figures in perspective, the F22 Raptor project cost about 80 billion dollars and produced an aircraft that can't fly in the rain and thus far has most memorably been used to shoot shoot down a balloon. Maybe we could do some penny saved penny earned stuff there. SVB Financial Group and two of its top executives, CEO Greg Becker and CFO Daniel Beck, are facing a proposed class action lawsuit filed by shareholders accusing them of concealing how rising interest rates would leave its Silicon Valley bank unit particularly susceptible to a bank run. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which was seized by regulators on March 10th following a surge of deposit withdrawals, has sparked fears of contagion among lenders that also cater to wealthy clients. The lawsuit seeks unspecified damages for SVB investors between June 16, 2021 and March 10, 2023. SVB said on Monday it will explore strategic alternatives for what remains of the company, now shorn of its main banking business. The FDIC on Monday named Tim Myopoulos, the former chief of Fannie Mae, as the chief executive officer of Silicon Valley Bank. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than minimum competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. i I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd sure appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in the story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQcast network of podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And until then, remember, student loan forgiveness is being fought tooth and nail at the Supreme Court, but SVB depositors were made whole over a weekend.